RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. And boy, what a Saturday night it was. Uh, and joining me now to talk about the election wrap-up, and particularly with a Māori perspective, is Di Landy and Karina Shields. I'm, of course, Marie from Counterculture, but, you know, doing a little bit of election side gigging, as one does. Hey, ladies, how are you? Kia ora. Thank you. Kia ora. Well, it was all a bit unexpected, wasn't it? Um, it was very different to what I thought it was how it would play out. Yeah, well, what did you, so what what did you think was going to play out Karina and what and what, what was those changes for you? Labor got a lot less than I thought. The green numbers were very surprising and so were New Zealand first numbers. Yeah, New so Zealand, you thought New Zealand first was going to be more or less. I thought they would be higher, especially mm. after what was being put out in the media. Yeah. What about Same. you, Di? Yeah. I thought New Zealand First would get less. I'm surprised Labour got as many as what they did. I'm saddened the Greens got as many as they did. But Absolutely. for me, um, looking, it's it's not that people voted for their favourite party. It's like people voted to get Labour out. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was a lot of strategy voting going on. Yeah. yeah. There uh, was. Yeah, a lot less people voted with their heart and what they really wanted, and a lot of people went with the strategy just to try and get Labour out. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, and it was certainly in the Māori seats, it was to Party Māori that uh, got the advantage for that, that's for sure. Yes. 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 It was I, good I to see Nanaya lose. Oh, yes. oh I, I tell you what, that was, um, I mean, it's in a way it's, it's kind of poetic that the longest-standing female MP gets replaced by the youngest ever. Uh, yes. MP, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, of course, in Haraki Waikato. Um, there were a couple of other. So, so I did a had to go and check with Political Yoda this um, this morning, as one does. Um, so, two things that I think a lot of people haven't picked up is because there was they've got those four seats, and the polling only was showing Rauri was going to win, but there was a lot of undecided. So that shows you, Karina, to, to your point, that strategic voting. So yes. they're currently sitting there with four seats, but with the potential for another two. And, I, and I'm and i going to talk about Tita Takara because I know that that's near and dear to your heart, Karina. Um, yeah. Calvin, they've lost the love for Calvin. Can't he's, say that only, he's only holding on at the moment by 487 votes. And I, I can't, yeah, yeah. And what? So, what are your thoughts? Because you're up there at the moment. So, what? What's the the word on the ground? I can't say that I'm surprised that Tetai are finally turning their back on them, because it's been a long time coming. But with the Maori seats being the way that they are, you've got left, left, and left. Yeah. So you know your choices are you're either going to go with the Maori Party or you're going to go with Labour because those are the two that generally take out all of those seats. So here's and look so, at this the strategic voting that you mentioned, right? And this one yeah. was the one where it was most stark. So the yeah. Calvin's holding on with 487 at the moment from the Green, uh, sorry, from the Te Pāti Māori candidate, but the party vote was still 45% Labour. So there was yeah. a lot of Te Pāti Māori candidate. Labour yeah. Party vote. Yeah, and that's what I'm not understanding about the Northland vote in, in general, both the general and the Māori role. It's like, 
Did you all forget what Labour have done over the last few years? How have they gotten as many votes have they as they've gotten up here when you look at the things that have occurred? Like Willow Jean is still holding on. Like she she got roughly the same number of votes that she got the last time. And it's like, really? You've done nothing. As yeah. a Maori woman MP that was the Northland MP, you've you've done nothing, but you've still got the same number of votes that you got the last time. Yeah, and she's and not then, going anywhere. She's high enough up, up on the list yeah, yeah. that um, she's going to yeah head on through. Yeah, that she's going to stay there. And so it's a matter of just waiting for these special votes to be counted to see if Calvin actually does hold on, if mm. he's going to be able to just hold on to that seat or if that gap that he has is going to get even smaller. Yeah. 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 And and, and, and what, what about you? What are your thoughts on Te Tai Tokorau, Di? Oh, I hope Calvin loses. <laughs> I really do. You know, like I'm sitting here laughing at Labour. They had the media in their pocket. They had the... Um, red gangs in their pocket and pushing all the prisoner votes and everything, and they still couldn't win. It really shows how dissatisfied New Zealand is. But for Tai Tukura, I I don't get, like, you know, the government's never been our friend. I can't understand why this is happening, yeah. you know, locking us out of our marae, wanting full control of our marae, wanting to come in without warrants or licence. So I, I don't understand how old Nati Bird is hanging on in there. Mm. Yeah. And same same as um, Willow Jean, you know, people wouldn't have even met her up there. No. And a lot of people in the north that I've talked to, they're like, she's never been around. I haven't seen mm. her all this time. You know, and now all of a sudden there's election, she's popped up again. Yeah, yeah. There is. There, there were certainly some interesting ones. Uh, the other one that really leapt out at me was Debbie Naro, um, Nawera Pekka. Now, she was, I mean, she was polling not to win that seat at all. <laughs> and she absolutely barnstormed home. Oh, and that speech, sheesh, he smelled depression and she was happy. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Anywho, she didn't hold back. Uh, but the other one that really stood out for me was um Tita Tonga. That has been a very safe labor seat for a long, long time. Oh, you want to see the nodding? I've got two women nodding because <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like yeah. if a Titicartney can't hold that, something is wrong. I mean, that he's in on the list anyway, but Mm. Yes, it's, there's been a few surprising long-held Labour seats that have uh, they've lost in a landslide. And I noticed in Hipkins' speech last night, he, he <laughs> to me anyway, he blamed all his hard-working volunteers because he, you know, congratulated them on all the hard work they did and then ended it up with, and it still wasn't enough. <laughs> you know? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, um, it's pretty crazy. And but look, before we leap off the Māori Party, one other thing: did you see? I did pull out in um, today's paper. Where is it? Because of course, with the overhang now, it means that with these extra seats, because the Māori Party have won more candidate seats uh, than they're entitled to in terms of party seats, we get yeah. extra MPs. So at the yeah. moment, we're sitting at one twenty-one, and that's yeah. without the by-election in Port Waikato, which now will take it to one twenty-two. Yeah. And then if they win the those other two seats, if they flip, 
that's another extra two seats that they get. They don't get taken off Labor. I mean, Labor, they just re, it just rejiggles yes. the list. But yep. this is the thing. Te Party Māori success may leave to overhang by Nicholas Jones in um, the Herald on sun- Sunday. It was the final paragraph that got me. Uh, National Leader Christopher Luxon is previously ruled, ruled out working with Te Party Māori, saying that while National has worked with the party under Sir John Key, the current party is very different and there's no philosophical alignment. Okay, yes. Summerheady, yes. however, said there was potential to work out an arrangement. What's so of funny course. about um, Mr. Tamahiri saying that is he stood in Teatitu, didn't he, and only got like less than a thousand votes? Yes, well, ta- yeah, yeah, and Teatitu is uh, so funny. You should funny. Let's get on to the general stuff, shall we? Funny, you should bring <laughs> up Teatitu, Di. Teatitu is actually my electorate, so yeah, we can. Well, it is. It is as tight as a nun's nasty in Teatitu. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Angie Nicholas is holding it currently with the grand total of 30 votes from Phil Whitford. Yep. Good. Not much in it at all, and it's going to come mm-hmm. right down to the wire over those special votes. Right. I'm sorry, I'm like, how can they vote for Phil Whitford? I know. That's, that's what I don't understand. I'm, like, looking at my community around me going, did you forget the floods that we had in August 21 when we couldn't get Phil Whitford out here, when we couldn't get... Um, skip bins to help clear up the flood mess. Like we didn't see Whitford for a long time. How has he got this many votes? And I so mean, I, I, to-, to be fair, that is one I think that will flop. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope so. That flip, they generally flip to. Well, I just the, the specials. I can't. Up. I can't see the specials favouring national, but you just never know. Yeah. What, what about really what about labor, in, but... yeah? What about in your neck of the woods, Di? Um, I think we finally got rid of Labour out of us. Tim Costley one here in Ōtaki. but we didn't have as many. Like you know, I come on the general election, and I only had the main parties. Mm. There, there wasn't that many candidates to vote for. So, um, but I'm, I'm glad Labour's out of the electorate. Yeah. And and that's because the um, Labour MP here is some sort of trans kid. <laughs> well, here, so I want to sort of, I was on uh, for a half an hour on the election coverage that we did here on, on the night because I had a little bit of a do going on at my place. So, you know, it was a bit full on. However, I know that when I jumped on, I was on from about from about 8 to 8.30. And, I mean, you could see the trend. By then, enough of all that early voting had been counted. You could It was looking still fairly solid. At that stage, New Zealand First was sitting on around six, just on 6%. And I know that Paul and Olivia were, were pretty down about it. And I sort of tried to back them up. I mean, I know that they're was those couple of polls where the numbers were quite a bit higher at the end. And I do believe the the tactic of scaring the electorate with a second election spooked those few what I call easy-ozy middle dwellers who aren't yes. 100% happy with Mr Potato Head and wanted to yeah. um, and thought that they might go New Zealand first. That scared them back into line. However, yeah. however, this is absolutely historic. No party has got 6.5%. 6.5% party yeah. vote with no candidate, 
eight fantastic MPs yes. that they're bringing in. I'm sorry, that that's calls for celebration. If I were New, New Zealand first, yeah. I'd be. I mean, I'm gutted that the likes of Erica and Kirsten and Lee Donoghue aren't there. But you know what? That is still a jolly good result, isn't it? From from our coming cold, coming off cold, and just coming in, and then you know, like Erica and Kirsten and Lee may very well be staffers in there. Mm. Or some, you know, get a job with the party anyway, because you know they've got some really good candidates in there. I, you know, I think you know National and New Zealand First could do some really good work together if if they got together on the right footing. So here's the interesting and thing: if Winston follows through, that's the yes. other thing is we've got to make sure that Winston stays true to the things that he has said, yeah, because yes. he has flip flopped so much in the past. It will be interesting to see how the these next little sort of weeks um, roll out because obviously there is the Port Waikato by-election and yes. and it will be, you know, Casey Costello stands in that seat and she's number three on the list. So there is the opportunity for them to go hard in there if they wanted to and see if they could actually flip it to get them an, another seat up on, up on the list yep. so Casey would come off and a new candidate would come on. It's So the other thing I said to Paul on Saturday night was around the COVID inquiry because he was pretty down about that. He, that's something that's really near and dear to his heart. I have to admit it was one of the key things for me in terms of the decision yeah. to vote. David Seymour had already announced two weeks prior in a fit of desperation when he saw his numbers plummeting and I think in a hope to try and salvage uh, the leeching whatever remainder of libertarian voters he had uh, and he said that he would, the look on your face Karina is priceless, um, was he said that he would accept submissions around uh, doing an independent expanded Royal Commission of Inquiry. Now, as I said to Paul, it's one thing we're all really good at is doing submissions. Yes. <laughs> Di, do you feel a submission coming on? I know you're rather partial. Oh, yes. Oh, well, I just might have to. I might have to because, you know, the, the whole lead up to this election, I just can't believe the malfeasance. You know, like I've heard from a, more than one scrutineer that they weren't trained. There was three three lines, you know, and even when so they had the special vote line, the Maori line, and the general election. Other elections, it was just, you know, those three lines were for everyone and they all had the right pads. Special votes run out of special vote forms and a few electorates. And um, we had green members lurking around the polling booths like Aqualung, you know, they were just missing their trench coat. Just, you know, <laughs> um, ringing people on the day, door knocking on the day. Oh, yep. you know, yeah, well, oh, I did hear, be... do you think the Greens crossed the line there? There is there is yeah. talk that they're... Yes, yes, I do believe they did. I mean, even before two weeks ago, they were putting their signs up within the boundaries of not being able to. They, they just yeah. don't... Um, give a hoot, you know. I, I think that the gender ideologies pickled their brains. They think they're special. Mm. So, Di, what are your thoughts? Facebook page. Yeah, so the, so, let's, so the Greens, no, that's all right. So let's have a little unpick of the Greens for a minute because they have been, I they have been the unexpected surprise for me mm. of this election. 
Because they um, certainly weren't out and about and they weren't in the media and the only time they rolled anyone out was James Shaw and when he opened his mouth. So what are your thoughts on this, Karina? What 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 was the secret to the Green success? I don't know what they've done or how they've done it because I just can't see after everything that has happened this year and the things that have come out of Marama Davidson's mouth and the things that the Greens have done, I can't see how they got that many votes. Youth, they got the youth vote because the Greens, mm. you know, globally have scared the youth into believing they're going to be dead and the world's over in 50 years and that if you don't vote for us, that's your last chance. All that scaremongering, fair voting, I, I think they've, they got the youth liberal vote. Mm. Definitely in Auckland Central they did. Same as well. Yeah, you know, just, oh, no, she's still in. Ugh. Yeah, and then yeah. they won Wellington, Wellington City. Yes, and was her. it Rangatai, yeah. I think was the other one? Was it Julianne Genta? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, she's on the Fleur. It's so great, you know, this is back to that strategic voting. We had to get Fleur Fitzsimmons out. Just, uh, you know, no if, buts or maybes. You know, there's been a lot of dead wood. I'm pretty happy to see that Labour's going to lose about 30 MPs or seats or whatever they're called. Oh, it's That's usually up no end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's only that's the little things die. It, it is, it is. Because, you know, yeah. there's just a lot of dead wood singing from the same song sheet. You know, you it's like popping a penny in the slot and they all just do what the clown does, mm. you know. <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing um, exciting, nothing, um, yeah, they, they bring nothing to the table. New Zealand done, New Zealand first, I believe, done the best campaigning, you know, to come out cold. But, oh, but can we trust Winnie? And I'm thinking, how can you put trust a politician in the same sentence? You know, he hasn't cornered the market on this, eh? Mm. And, and to come out so cold and, and fund it themselves, you know, because none of their signs were paid for, like the parties in the house. Yeah, well, and, you know, and and like we're on, you know, we haven't had election signs here for a couple of weeks because they just kept getting vandalised. Yeah, all of them, and and it just shows people's um, frustration. I believe the utter frustration of where we're at as as Kiwis, as New Zealanders. Um, I, I don't know if New Zealand first and the Māori Party, but they're kind of like polar opposites to me because they're for the co-governance and koro isn't. Um, they're right into this apartheid and stuff and koro isn't. You know, there's um, you know, there's lots of things they're polar opposites on. So this is going to be quite interesting. Hopefully um, the new Prime Minister picks up his bloody balls and votes on the side of woman because it, it's more than just toilets, but that's just a really good place to get everyone stuck on. Um, yeah. But the Women's Party, to even get as many votes as they did, I think was really awesome. Let's watch them for the next three years and watch them go from strength to strength, I say. Mm. You know, a, a new party just formed on the back of the violence at Albert Park. You know, I, I think they've done extremely well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Karina, yeah. you are somebody who keeps an eye on the social media. Yeah. What's what's been the word on the talk of tick? Oh, I'll tell you what, the worst supporters that I have come across this election cycle have been the loyal supporters. 
They have yeah. been absolutely vile on TikTok. And it's like you can't say anything without them attacking you. And it honestly comes across like Liz Gunn is the new Jacinda. That's yeah. how it's been coming across. And, if you, of course, I've talked about all different parties on my TikTok, mm. but if I talk about loyal, it's just attack, attack, attack. You don't know what you're talking about. Have you looked into it? Have you da-da-da-da-da? And it's just, I'm like, wow. I actually thought that to party Māori supporters were the worst. But, no, right. you've proven <laughs> you've proven me wrong, and it's actually the loyal supporters. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah well, it's so what's your experience, Di? Yeah. Oh, it's a shame the smaller um, parties didn't all get together and back NZF. But, you know, the only one that I'm, I don't know, hopefully optimistic will stay around and do something with it as the Women's Party. The rest can go jump in the sea as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, so it's funny. I had a look at the, uh, the breakdown of the percentage of votes uh, for those smaller parties, right? And it appears that a number of those uh, really small parties um, did actually, when it came to the voting booth, I think from a party vote perspective, did actually go New Zealand first. You know, mm. they, when, when you look at how they were polling prior yeah. to what they actually got on the day, so they got that message. And they did it. Yeah. And I think New Conservatives yeah. fit into that, Leighton Baker fits into that. But definitely, also too, um, Democracy NZ fits into that. I yeah. think they, they they went and did that. They thought, no, we need to get something there. I know um, I had a lot of people here on Saturday and there were a lot of us here that did the, uh, we had our Freedom candidate, Napier was a Democracy NZ candidate. So it was a Democracy NZ New Zealand First combo. The exception of that too, of course, was... NZ loyal and uh, and it's interesting that you say that there is that comparison um, with Liz and Jacinda and that was certainly the comparison that was drawn by a number of people that were here on Saturday night and and I for me personally I I find it concerning there were some behaviours yes. there particularly towards the end of the campaign whereby yes. uh, an interview Liz had said her reasoning for creating a party was she put, took into question the integrity of the Tamakis and but you know she didn't want that to reflect that on Sue because Sue was you know a good person from NZ Outdoor and then she turns around and runs a candidate last minute directly against Sue and says some and it's just like yeah. really she, really Liz really yeah, she did that to everybody she did it to a lot of the smaller parties. She was standing yeah. candidates against these other smaller parties. And it's like, but if you all believe in the same thing and, you know, you've got 72 electorates, why are you not picking different seats? Yeah, And ha- taking the best strategy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, yeah you've got I to watched. question her motives and what she's up to because it just looked really dodgy mm. yeah. as we got closer to the election. Yes, so it did. I just, I, New Zealand loyal, it was like they were just fraying at the edges. I, they were just fraying and it was just, oh, hell, oh, hell. Um, and and so too much, so yeah, too much the bull, yeah, so I was just going to say the bullshit meters for both of you were pinging pretty hard, pretty hard then. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like if, if I, um, you know, hadn't consulted with New Zealand first, I probably still would have voted for them. 
because of the strategy, you know, like I say, we voted to get Labour out, you know, yeah. and, and and there's thousands of people that held their nose and voted because it was very important that we get this change happening. Mm. Hey, mm. And, yeah. um, and the thing with change too, for change to be effective, it has to be incremental. The one thing I that I like about New Zealand First is they understand the nature and function and machinery of politics. Oh, yes. You know, like what, 30 years, NZ? 30 years, yeah. 30 yeah. years. And, you know, he's still the only politician from all those successive governments that's there to face what's happened. Yeah. Aye. It's still the only one with his head above he keeps the power. Coming back, he keeps coming back where everybody <laughs> yeah. else they lose and and they right. go on their merry way and they go to the UN or they go overseas yes. to other jobs. Yeah, they never they never actually make a career out of it, but he has stuck around. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, I think it was five percent went to all the minor parties. Yeah, it was uh, five point two five percent. Yeah. So that's. Really not that much considering we've only got the special votes to go. But, you know, like watching the social media, um, the, the running out of forms, that electronic election thing broke for most of the day. You know, it went down just after nine and didn't come back till after three. Polling booths and, you know, this is from Scrutineers, polling booths were advertised where there was no polling. They weren't yes. well equipped. They weren't well trained. Um, you know, New Zealand did really well to get the result we did get with all the um, admin the side of it not being up to scratch, yeah. up to par. Yeah, you know, can we say of- that we're surprised with? I mean, let's face it; they've had six years of not obtaining and achieving anything. Yeah, <laughs> well, yes, all the same. <laughs> yeah. And then I've heard from a scrutineer who did it in 2020, and she said this year it was completely different and there was a lot of issues with yeah. voting day because she's been scrutineering all week and watching mm. over at the polling booths. And she said this year is completely different, and so she's doing a whole write-up about it mm. and comparing the notes from... What I'm hearing, it was either one or t'other. It was either an absolute breeze or it was yeah. an absolute disaster and there was nothing in between. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we went to three different polling booths yesterday because the first two had just massive lines that looked like they were going nowhere. And so I was like, oh, now let's just go somewhere else. Like there's lots of schools where we are. We'll just go to the next school. And we ended up the third one was empty Mm. and it was just in and out. But a lot of these other places just had a lot of trouble with getting people through to vote. Yes, that three lines and, you know, they had people waiting in the rain, old people standing for ages and, you know, it was just, you know, the three lines. For me, that's ridiculous because it's always gone and, and they just knew which pad to grab instead yeah. of having, you know, you've got a whole line for the general and the special votes and the Māori line are empty. But you're not yeah, well, taking it, the people. Yay. Because it used to be, instead of having all the different lines, you used to just have a single person there. They all had three pads each. Yes. And then yep. they just picked whatever form the person needed, depending on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So why on earth they changed that, I don't know. Oh, gosh, why have they done anything? It's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, hey, the it's same that. Could be said about anything that 
this government have done over the last six years? Just why? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so I did um, uh, a little diving yeah. to see how some of the reactions. I've actually been staying off social media, <laughs> to be <laughs> fair. Gave myself a break, but I uh, couldn't help myself. It's a little bit like um, watching a train wreck in slow motion. I thought I'd read Chanel Lal's column. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't oh, caught up with Chanel for a while. Poor pet. Poor pet. Yeah, no, poor darling is um he he's I think he's a bit triggered. <laughs> is our wee darling. He, he's uh, just trigger happy, that boy. Yeah, <laughs> the government's role is to foster unity, says our Chanel. Uh and he I often find politicians debating people's identities and fundamental rights instead of proposing solutions of pressing challenges affecting New Zealanders, like poverty, homelessness and climate change. Indeed, some politicians are hyperfixated themselves and their followers on the rights of Māori <laughs> and transgender New Zealanders. It naturally increased the level of abuse faced by marginalised communities online and, in some instances, it has seeped into the offline world. Oh, poor lad. Uh, I've got one thing to say about that. Chanel needs to stop pretending that he is the voice for Te Ao Māori and for Māori people. He's a Indian male. He is not the voice for Māori. That's right. He's He's Fijian. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, so the division, the division between the two groups of people has always existed to varying degrees. It became greater and more visible with COVID-19 on our shores around 2020. Some people made it their mission to prey on vulnerable people who were susceptible to misinformation and force them down rabbit holes. The thing about rabbit holes is that once someone goes down one, they keep digging. There you go, ladies. Do you feel vulnerable? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, it's not a rabbit hole, and I'm glad it's not a bloody glory hole as well. <laughs> Jesus, you know, that's the only hole he can talk to. You know, he needs to stop speaking out of his ass, actually. Yeah. Oh. He needs to stop speaking for us and mind his business. Yes, yeah. stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay them. <laughs> stop using our culture to push your agenda. Mm. Oh, I'm, look, the amount of times that these people go, uh, for the treaty, under the Treaty of Waitangi, no, we're doing it because of the treaty. I just want to just poke their eyes out. You yeah. know, stop stop this malfeasance in my name. Stop it. You're liars. This yeah. isn't for the treaty. It's something you've made up. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. awful. And I'll, All their interpretations of the treaty to push these agendas, I'm like, oh, see, this is why people don't want a bar of the treaty because so many of you are interpreting it your own way. Yes. Like, you know, the city councils are saying it's because of the treaty of why they're letting men into women's changing rooms. Did you miss the clause in there about transgenderism in the in the treaty? <laughs> uh, yeah, I must have. It must have gone, just completely gone away. But, you know, and why why i i'm really hoping the media get their asses handed to them on a platter for their bullshit over the last 3 6 years they they msm has been absolutely horrid mm. and you know like yeah what, what we do definitely like? well we, so 
we do hear that there are changes afoot because, of course, they've been suckling on the uh, public tit for quite a long time now. And the one thing that I will give both uh, Nicola Willis and Brooke Van Velden, who look after the financial sides of things for those key parties, those women have got a really solid... I mean, they gave Nicola Willis a bit of grief about it, but she's she's fairly solid. And Brooke Van Velden has got, I think, a Master's in Economics. Oops, yeah. Yeah, she's a numbers girl, that one. She is a numbers girl. And I just think that, I mean, gosh, you know, they had it good under Willie, didn't yeah. they? Didn't they? Yeah. Far too good. I mean, you know, the headlines, the, the infantilising and spoon feeding has just been so nauseating. So, so nauseating. Like, what was the headline yesterday? ACC discloses how many noodle injuries there are. From instant noodles, you know. What? Oh, what I thought those? those pool noodles, and I was thinking, huh, what? No, you know, instant noodles. Nothing about how bad they are for you or anything. Just how many injuries they've been. Like, get out of dodge, will you? You know, this yeah. isn't news. No, and, and the interesting I, thing was to see Tova at the national do. No? Really, Tova, yeah. She was with at the national thing, and I'm like, oh, that's a bit interesting because you've been a Labour mm. media person all of this time. You're hedging your bets, woman. Yes. You know your friends are gone, and so now you Aye. need to get in there with Lux and, uh, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting well, one. Well, considering she survived uh, the Today FM demise, she's obviously uh, feathering one's nest. She's quite good at it, do you think? Yes. Oh, yeah. Tova, Jessica, Jessica, Tova, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, she's hey. gone from being the media show star to being working for stuff. Now, how far of a fall is that? <laughs> stuff. You're working for a publication <laughs> that was sold for a dollar. Mm. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how uh, how things pan out. I do know, or well, I have heard that there are redundancies afoot at a couple of these uh, big organisations as the, the taps, the spigots have been turned off. So Excellent. I guess that's a watch the space. And it's something Marty said to me the other day. He said, gosh, imagine if you know, a station like ours got a fraction of the funding that they get what we can do. You know, I mean, it's amazing how you can, and this is again New Zealand First, cycling it back around to the success of the New yeah. Zealand First campaign. That to me, again, was proof at what you can do with hard work, determination, volunteer hours and passion. Yes, Yes, they've done really well, you know, the 6.8 or 6.78 seats. That's awesome. You know, just come off cold, springboard up. So I'm really glad that NZF are going to be in the House. It doesn't matter if they're in opposition, they're still in there. Yeah. You know, you've got to make avenues it. to pursue... Yes. Well, the thing is, is if they're there, it means, and I mean, you can you've consulted back with them, Di. As I was saying to someone um, yesterday, is you've got to forget that you've got to remember that the media hasn't been on our side for so many of these issues. They will not talk about them at all. But if you're in the house, protected by privilege, yes. Oh, there's a lot you can you can say. So yeah. he's hoping. Like you said, yeah. Karina, that they stick to their word. Here's yeah. hoping. Because, you know, New Zealand does need a shake-up. We've all gotten a bit comfortable, all gotten a bit bloody um, blasé and lazy. Um, uh, yeah, so we need a bit of a shake-up. 
there's a lot of complacency out there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, well, it'll be interesting to see how far uh, Labor and Labor National Enact go in terms of coalition negotiations and whether or not they throw an olive branch, even if it's just on some issues of supply. I mean, if they had half a brain, I reckon they should make an offer to Winston pull them into cabinet with that experience if they yes. really wanted to solidify. Yes. Like, you know, if, if, they, if both those parties got together and worked towards the common good, it, it would be, you know, quite something to see mm. and advantageous to not only the politicians but also us citizens. Yeah, and I think it comes down to us putting the pressure on them to make sure yeah. that they're still doing it. And if David Seymour wants submissions, hey, let's start doing submissions. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. And we yeah. need to see what happens with some of that flipping too because, you know, that you get that overhang with the extra seats. Well, that actually throws a spanner in the works because at the moment they're sitting on 61 seats between the two of them. Plus yeah. you've got the by-election, which they're likely to win, but if if those two extra seats get won yeah. by Te Party Māori, well, hello. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not as... It's it's not as clear cut as I think Christopher Luxon would like. No, yes, no, no. no. I think we're in for a bit of a a bit of a wait, like the last two or three elections, till we find out who's in there. Yep, got three you weeks know. for the special votes, and then then the interesting stuff happens once we know for sure what the numbers are and how many seats they've got at National Act, and. Are they going to bring Winston in because they need him? Or are they going to? Hopefully. Oh, we've lost Karina. Oh, she must be walking around out there. <laughs> hey, Cuddy, you're frozen up in that winterless north. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she's right. Hopefully they, they do. Oh, there she I is. Know. Now, you, you said, I know. You said you, um, it will be interesting to see what they do, whether or not they bring Winston in because they need him, and then you froze. Or because they want to do a supply and confidence type deal. Yeah. So once we get through the next few weeks and all those specials are counted, that's going to be, yeah, where we see the interesting stuff start to happen. Mm, right now it's just a waiting game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. I mean, and they, some of their policies do align with each other. More than you might think, actually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Oh, that could be a really good thing. I hope um, Christopher Luxon does does get Koro in. Mm. The other thing he can use him for, too, is that some of the, the more contentious policy like, for example, like the gender policies and yeah. REC and education and such, he can use uh, New Zealand First as the the vehicle. So then, yes. you know, yes. and, and and Winston wouldn't mind that at all. I don't no. Think. No, I don't think so either. And anything to get traction, eh? Mm. It's, uh, yeah, and like you say, with the parliamentary privilege, we'll be able to say a lot more in the House than if he's out of the House. Mm. So that and you know just wonder who to be and yeah, yeah so it's a, you know it's a scary but exciting times it is.
It is. All right, ladies. Well, thank you very much for joining me this morning. I have no really appreciated worries. it. Actually, we should have a catch up in, in about six weeks or so, and we'll see. You know, see what see, see what once transpires. everything's settled and where we're yeah. at. Yes, and yeah. see where we're at and how we're thinking. And no, um, it sounds like a great idea. Oh well, thank you so much. I've been talking here, of course, with Karina Shields, Di Landy, and I'm myself, Marie. Just seeing, you know, our our thoughts. From a, yeah. a, a Wahine Māori perspective on what happened and transpired of the election over the weekend. Right. Take care. More great content here and post-election discussion with Reality Check Radio coming up. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. for that. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.